Thanks for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. I'm really glad you're here. This month is an exciting month. I love this month because it's a time where we get to expand on what we believe God's saying. We really get to trust and come back again with faith and say, okay, God, what are you saying to us? Um, on, your, on your seats, most seats would have had a little booklet. This booklet will help just to lead you and guide you through, um, through this month. Our creative team have done an incredible job and a media team of putting this together. It's a booklet that covers Highlands Church both Middle Ridge and High Fields. And so there's some, some t- statistics in there around what God's been doing. There's some, um, some goals and some prayer requests in there about what we're believing for God in the future. But one of the things I do want to just point out to you, in the middle pages, it says, look at what God has done, right in the middle pages there. I just want to um, just take a moment and just be, help you to be encouraged because so many churches, I've just got back from a trip to the States, a conference in the States, and so many churches are really struggling um, with people engaging and people getting connected in. And um, there's one statistic there that says church growth, 30.6%. So in the last 12 months, Highlands Church has seen a growth um, of 30.6%. And what that means is people who've come along, checked church out and said, you know what, this is home. I want to make this home. Now, that's a, that's a statistic that goes across the board with both the um, Middle Ridge and the um, Highfields campus. But if we look at it just Highfields, that 30.6% goes up to 46%. So we've seen almost 50% growth. This time, this year to last year, we've seen God breathe over the life of the church. And we say that not because, oh, well, wow, that's amazing growth. Isn't that amazing? But it's because it means that there are people who weren't attending church or weren't connected into the life of the church or hadn't connected with Jesus that are now connected in with Jesus. And we just love seeing what God's doing. And I think that's something that we should be praising God for. So let's just give God a round of applause. I think we can do better than that. Can we just encourage God for what he's doing in the life of the church? Thank you. That's awesome. So this month is a big month. I want to, I want to point you through to the end of the month. Kaz has mentioned already, we've got a big celebration where we're going to bring pledges forward about what we believe God's laid in our hearts to give as we look into the next 12 months around what we believe God's wanting us to pledge towards the growth and development of the church and his kingdom. We're going to have a big celebration party here, food. There'll be things for the kids. It'll be amazing. So that's coming up at the end of the month. Uh, We're going to have a prayer wall that will be set up. And so we're asking you to to write down your prayer requests. And we're going to pray together. We're going to seek God together and really believe for God to do the miraculous. So uh, they'll be here next week and they're going to have little magnets on them. We're going to stick them onto a wall. And each week we're going to be adding more to those. And we're going to have a praise wall. And we're going to believe that at the start of the month, the prayer requests, by the end of the month, they'll move to a praise point where we'll see God answer those prayers even within the next few weeks. That's coming The other thing that I'm really excited about is uh, we've got amazingly gifted people in the life of this church. And Madeline Wiedemann, who's part of our worship team and also teaches and preaches here, um, we spoke to Maddie about would she um, put together a devotional through this month? And she said, Muzz, I'd love to do that. And she went away and connected with some other people in the life of the church as well, but basically has written an 11-day devotional, which is now live on YouVersion. So anyone throughout the world, if they look into it, can log in and, and get this, this version, which is called Expansion Your Kingdom Come. And so can we encourage Maddie? Maddie, thank you so much for putting this together. She spent a lot of time and effort and prayer 
And so to save you looking around, Mitch has done a great job. He's created a QR code. So all you need to do right now is grab your phones. Grab your phones. Because I would like every single person in the life of the church to actually work through this devotion together. It's 11 days. And all you need to do, hopefully you can, you can get it. If you can't get it there, we're going to put it up at the end of the service and you'll be able to come up a bit closer. I'll get out of your ways. And so if, you can, if it's not coming up on your phone from there, let me know. Can you get it up the back there, Michelle and Cam? Are you getting it? Great. And that'll take you straight through to the version app of Devotion. So we want to encourage you and inspire you and equip you right throughout. And so uh, Maddie's just done an amazing job with this. And it's ri- been written specifically for you. So this is not just a general one. This is specifically for Highlanders. Now promise me one thing. You won't start doing it while I'm preaching now. Don't you? No, that's no good. I'm with Maddie, this is much better. Let's do this one. Wait till we get home. But we're going to do it together over the next 11 days. So, again, thank you so much for the time and effort, Maddie, you put into doing that. That's awesome. So what I'd like to do this morning as we kick off this expansion series is I want to go back to one of my favourite obscure verses in the Old Testament. I touched on it last year, and as I was preparing um, while we are away and even on the plane and since we have been back, I felt God taking me back to this same very obscure passage in First Chronicles where this, this guy who was just an unknown in the middle of nowhere with this strange name, God wanted to highlight. So the background of the, the core text for today is in First Chronicles. And if you look at First Chronicles, which is in the Old Testament, it's about halfway through the Old Testament, the first nine chapters of this, this book is just really just a family tree of the Hebrew tribes. And it starts with Adam, and it goes through the next thousand years, right through to Israel's return from captivity. And there's a long list of unfamiliar, difficult names. And I won't put these up on the screen, but it starts with um, 1 Chronicles um, chapter 1, verse 1. It says, The descendants of Adam were Seth, Enosh, Kenan, and Mahalal, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. You get the names are pretty tough, so I'm not going to read them all. And then it says, The sons of Noah were Shem, Welcome back, Shem, on drums today, too. That was really good to have you here. Just a big high five to Shem, who was playing drums. Wasn't that Shem, though, because he's not that old. Sons of Noah were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And then it goes on for the next four chapters, just mentioning the sons of and the sons of, and it just goes through the generations. And then after around about, well, over hundreds of names, 44 names into the fourth chapter of First Chronicles, a story breaks through. Something crazy happens. We've been going through all these names and we're like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to read the Bible. I just don't want to be reading this. And then it gets to this guy and in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9, all of a sudden something changes. And it gets to Jabez. And it says, now Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. Now remember the first four chapters were just names, next generation, next generation, next generation, next generation, next generation. And then boom, Jabez. And it's like, whoa, hang on a minute. I need to tell you about Jabez. Now, Jabez was more honourable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Wouldn't you love that? What are we going to call this child? Now, let's not make it Aliana. Let's make it Jabez, because she really made cause me pain. So like a name that meant caused by pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, and this is his prayer. This is is a prayer in the middle of names being named. He's recognised for this prayer. Oh God, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be on me, God, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. 
So God granted him what he requested. And then the very next verse that we go back to the roll call of the tribe of Judah picks off where it left off. And as if, as if nothing had happened. Kelab, son of Shuhar, the father of Mehir, Mehir, the father of Ashton, and it goes on. It's like in the middle of all these names, God went, hang on a minute, I've got to tell you about Jabez. And for me, particularly when I come to a time of faith, when I come to a time where I'm thinking about growing my faith, when I think about coming to a time of growing my prayer life, when I think about coming to a time of growing my generosity, God just keeps bringing me back to the prayer of Jabez. You see, there's something about Jabez that caused the writer of the family tree to focus and depress him, to say, wait a minute, you guys have to know something about this guy. Not about who he is, but about his faith, about his journey, about his prayer life. So what is it about Jabez? As I said, things started badly for a bloke who had a name that nobody wanted. And then he prayed this simple one-sentence prayer, very simple one-sentence prayer, and things ended extraordinarily well. God answered his prayer. And what God provided for him, he made a difference, not just in his own life, he made a different difference for his sphere of influence. Check it out. A man that seemed to have no future was earned the more honourable role from God. Just look at it again. Let's put, bring that passage up on the screen. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. God, come and enlarge my territory. What I currently have, the influence I currently have, would you, would you develop, would you enlarge the influence that I currently have? Would you bless me indeed? That word indeed, if you look at the scriptures, it's almost like five exclamation marks at the end. It's not just God bless me, bless me big time. And your hand would be on me and that you would keep me from evil. God answers his prayer. So today, as we consider what God might be saying to us in this exciting season of expansion, I want to look at just the first part of this prayer. A request. Let's see how it might realise and release something miraculous in you if you come to God with the same sort of prayer. Now, I'm not saying this is a formula. I'm not saying if you pray exactly those words and get it exactly right with the same infliction and the same... No, no, no. It's the heart that I want you to catch. I want you to catch the heart of Jabez this morning. So firstly, he says, God, that you would bless me indeed. You see, Jabez starts by asking God for favour. Jabez wanted to be more... And he wanted to do more for God. It wasn't God bless me with favour because I just want lots of things. That wasn't the heart of his prayer. And we know that because if you look at the life of Jabez and what happened, he actually, as God blessed him, he actually blessed others. But we need to understand that he was asking God for favour for his life. He wanted to be more and he wanted to do more for God. Despite the humble beginnings, despite his current situation, he believed in a big God. And I want to say this morning that we cannot make God too big. However big your God is, he's bigger. However big you've, you've, you've created God in your own mind, however big you think God is, he's bigger. Think about it. God created the heavens and the earth. There was nothing and there was something just by God saying, one word, one phrase, one sentence can change anything out of God's mouth. That's how big our God is. So big that we probably can't even understand. We can't comprehend the bigness of God. Yet what we do is we create God in our image and we make God small enough that we can understand. 
What would it look like from this time onwards for us to go, you know what, I'm not going to box God in anymore. I'm going to believe God for the things that I've never believed him for in this quick walk. I'm going to believe God for things in my life, in the life of this church, in the life of our family, in the life of our friends, far beyond what I've ever dreamed about before. Not out of selfish ambition, but out of our God is able. He wants to do something big in us and through us. And Jabez had a sniff of it and started to pray with this supernatural favour. See, blessing, the definition of blessing is not, oh, I hope you, hope you do okay. Blessing is asking for supernatural favour. God, would you bless me indeed? He wasn't saying, it wasn't like you sniff and you, you sneeze and you go, oh, I'll bless you. It's like, think about every time you say, would you bless, you're asking for supernatural favour from God. See, that's faith. I wonder how many of us actually step into that. We actually believe God for that. When we ask for blessing for others, we're asking God supernatural favour. So when we see it, we celebrate. We don't go, oh, how come he's done so well? We go, that's our God. Pouring out supernatural favour for those who deserve it and for those who don't. You see, get this. Even though there's no limit to God's goodness, if you didn't ask him for a blessing yesterday, Perhaps that's a reason why you may not have received all you were supposed to. Get this again. If you didn't ask God for supernatural favour yesterday, maybe that's a reason why he hasn't poured out supernatural favour for you today. See, God wants us to ask for his blessing. Oh, who am I to ask God? Who are you, his kid? You're a child of the king. Brooke came to me and... She's in the room, I've got to be careful now. She came and asked me there would be very few things that I wouldn't give her. And oh my goodness, Eliana had the world. Do you, do you know what I'm, Because when, as a dad, and for those of you who are dads and granddads, you, you get what I'm saying now. Cam's going, absolutely. The God of the universe has the opportunity to pour out supernatural favour. If we would go to him and say, God, would you bless me so I can be a blessing to others? See, he's checking our heart. Bless me with a Maserati God because I just want to show off to everyone. I'm not sure that he's going to bless that prayer. But when our hearts are for him, God, bless me. Bless my business. He doesn't switch off. He's going to engage. Trust him. His timing is perfect. When was the last time you asked God to bless you indeed? Despite your circumstances, Despite what you're seeing, God bless me indeed. God bless my family indeed. God bless my business indeed. God bless this situation indeed. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. James chapter 4 and verse 2 says, You have not because you... See, right through the scriptures, we're being encouraged to seek the God of the universe. To ask him to come and expand our territories and bless us indeed. Bless us indeed. Which leads us to the second part of the prayer where he says, God, that you would expand my territories. Or the New Living Translation, which I love because it ties in really well with this series, says, enlarge my territories. Now, some of us think, well, that means if I've got 100 acres, let's ask for 200. Well, maybe. But territories could be everything. Enlarge my territories in terms of opportunities for me to share my faith with those who don't know you. Enlarge my territories with my finances that I might give back into the life of the church or give into the, the need and the poor, the poor and the needy within the area. Enlarge my territories in terms of opportunities for me to see things other people don't see about those in need right now. God, enlarge my eyes, enlarge my vision, enlarge my territories. 
Enlarger, expand means to broaden, to increase, to magnify, to see beyond the situation and the circumstance. Let me remind you, church, our God is a big God. And whether you're walking closely with him, or whether you've been away from him for a while and he's calling you back, maybe you've come here this morning and you haven't been around church for a while and God's just calling you back. Maybe you've been hanging for church for a while, but this, this element of faith is not something you've engaged with. Totally believe today God wants to change our hearts around faith. See, this series expansion, we talk about generosity and we talk about prayer. We do. We're not apologetic about that. But the essence of all of that is faith. God wants to expand our faith. See, as we look at the bigness of God, the concerning paradigm is our world, our lives have become smaller. Our God is such a vast God, but our world becomes smaller and smaller. COVID showed us that. And more and more, our worlds have become smaller and smaller. It's about me and it's about my family, about what have I got and how am I going and what's, my prayers are about me. And that's okay. It's okay to pray about ourselves. But if that's all we pray about, God, lift my eyes. Let me pray for my church. Let me pray for your kingdom. Let me pray for the world. Let me believe. But more and more, people are looking inward and not outward. And our world's getting smaller. Church, if you hang around High, Highlands long enough, particularly if you hang around Highlands Highfields long enough, you will hear us talk about big vision. You'll hear us talk about big dreams. You'll hear us talk about opportunities that we believe God wants to bring through us. Because I believe there are churches who don't believe in a big enough God. We don't. We don't have faith big enough to believe in a big enough God. We're talking a moment about, about the land this church has bought. We bought 100 acres. What on earth are you going to do with 100 acres? It's not what we're going to do. It's what God's going to do. Goals and dreams, opportunities to reach this, this, um, this city and beyond. I'm running ahead, I'll get back to that in a moment. Today the world says shut down, look after self, think about now, go smaller. The world's shrinking, yet the paradox is that God wants us to live an expansive life. God says live expansive. He says live an enlarged life, look outwards, look beyond yourself. Don't do what the world's doing. Don't look back and look at me, 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 me. Let's look up and look out and see what we can do, what God can do in us, in our words, in our actions, in our life. God, give me an expansive view of my life. Here's, here's some examples of how God has expanded my territories just in a, in a natural way. When, uh, when I was growing up, my family would always go to the same place for holidays. We loved it. Had our, had our place. We'd always go there, Sandy Point, down on the, on the, on the, near Wilson's Promontory in Victoria. It was a beautiful place. We'd always go to the same place and always do the same things. And we knew what we knew and it was amazing. We had a great time as we were growing up as kids. We'd always go to the same place. And so my natural tendency is we have a holiday. Let's just go back to what we know. Then I met Kaz. We've done that. What are we doing next year? We've done that. What are we doing next year? And my world just expanded because all of a sudden holidays just weren't at the local beach all the time and we love the beach. But then say, hey, what if we go there? What if we check out this place? I've heard about this place. And all of a sudden my eyes to the bigness of the world or my world because I, my territories were expanded. Now I'm not saying going back to the place you love all the time is not a bad thing. But what if our life is like that? I'm just staying with what I know because I know. I'm just going to worship the way I worship because that's what I do. I'm just, I'm just going to ask God, pray the way I pray because that's what I do. Oh, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to walk around when I pray. I'm not going to lift my hands because I don't do that. I'm, I, I, that, that. That's not what I do. What if in this season God started to expand your territories? God, I'm going to, I love you. 
There's no one else in the room but you. God, I'm going to believe for things I've never believed for before. God, I'm going to give like I've never given before. God, I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. God, I'm going to serve you with a heart that says I know lives will be changed. God, I'm going to be ready like I've never been ready before to share my faith with those who don't yet know you. Expansive. Expansive. You see, it's God's desire for us to live large for him. He doesn't want us to live small lives. He wants Christians to live large lives, to live big faith. Highlands, God's calling us, you and I, to be a church with an enlarged vision, to see God's territory expanded. There are too many churches who are happy with where they are, too many churches who are happy to be the size they are, too many churches that says, okay, we've got enough people that fits this room, so we're going to stay with where we are. And there are people out there that are dying, that are going to hell, because the church hasn't got a big enough vision. And we go, okay, what do we do? How do we, we want people to keep inviting friends. What do we do now? How do we, how do we, how do we engage people? And so what, what happened was Highlands, with such a big vision, said, let's find land. Let's not, let's not meet in a school all the time. Let's believe that God's going to grow us out of the school. And so what he did, just bring up that video, Mitchie. So what he did was he provided an opportunity for us to buy some land in, in Highfields. And this is the 100 acres we're talking about. Jimmy was out there just last week with his slasher, slashing it all. We had some people from um, BDG, I think it's called, one of the, one of the groups that we're trying to get um, approval for from some permits were out there. And so Jimmy got out there beforehand and slashed it all off. But this is all land that God has provided. Now, we've got to pay for it when I say God's provided. But $3 million for 100 acres in Highfields is, is, is amazing. Is amazing. And so we're not just going to build a church building, although we need a church building. What can we do to serve the community? Well, the community needs more Christian schools. How many know that state schools are teaching stuff at the moment, and I want to get political, but teaching stuff now in our state school systems that is horrific? Now, I'm not being judgmental, but that's just what's being approved by government. Christian schools, we have an opportunity to say, no, 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 they're not going to teach this stuff. We're going to teach biblical truths. And so we get the opportunity, and and non-Christian families are saying, we want to send our kids to a Christian school because we don't want them to be exposed to what some of the state schools are exposing them to. So we're going to build a school and we're going to build an early learning centre because there's a need for early learning centres in the highfields and surrounding areas. And we're going to have a cafe that people can come and gather that serves good coffee, that people can come and gather together and have a coffee together and share together. We can be inviting our non-Christian friends along and there'll be pastors just sitting out having meetings and people will be catching up and connecting and there'll be an outside playground area. And there'll be so many other things that we're just waiting on God to show us what he wants to do. Why? Not because we want a big church building for the churches, for the Christians, although we need that, it's because we want to reach the lost for Jesus. We're saying, God, expand our territories, and he's starting to. He's provided the land, and we're believing for him that he's going to provide finances and and grants and approvals and all sorts of things to make this happen. Why? Because we've got a big faith and a big trust in a big God who we believe is calling us to do this. It's not on a whim. We've been praying about this and believing for God in this so we can make an impact on a growing community and beyond. See, we have the opportunity to make a significant impact in high fields and in the enlarging areas. That God would enlarge our territories if we've got a big enough faith to walk with God. And that's part of why we're doing what we're doing. We don't talk a lot about this because this isn't the vision. The vision is not the land. The vision is not the building. It's just a tool to help us to fulfill the vision. which is to see people come alive in Jesus. People come to know him. Not just know about him, come to know him. People believing and coming on fire with the things of God. 
that we can invite our friends and family to a Jesus who loves them. God's calling us to have an expansive vision and an expansive, outwork, expansive outworking of that vision. To see beyond the now, to have a prophetic view of the future, a prophetic view of the call that God's given us. So we're to be expansive with our faith, we're to be expansive with our prayers, and we're to be expansive with our generosity. Now some of you say, well, this generosity word, Murray, why, why do you bring it up so much? Do you know of the values mentioned in the Bible, the value of faith is mentioned 246 times. Amazing. 246 times God says, I want you to have faith. And he speaks into faith and the importance of faith. That's huge. There's no doubt he wants us to have faith. Hope is mentioned about 185 times. Huge. Live lives of hope. Love. 733 times. The scriptures talk about love one another. Love one another. Love one another. You know how much generosity is mentioned in the scriptures? 2,285 times. Why do, why do we talk about generosity? Because Jesus does. More than anything else. Why? Not because it's all about money. Because when we have generous hearts, God uses us in the most incredible ways. Church, when we're generous, we're not just worried about building a bank account up, but we're serving, like the video that Ken put together, where we're serving local community, where we're serving in mission fields, where we're serving a youth program, where we're serving in different areas. When we're generous, we see God move because he trusts us. Expand our territories. God, bless me indeed and expand my territories. Why? So that I can make a difference for the kingdom of God. So that I can make a difference for the kingdom. God, expand my territories. Jabez asked God for an enlarged life. That's what I believe God wants us to do today. Asking him for an enlarged life, a life of influence, a life with more responsibility, a life with more opportunities, a life where we can make a mark for God. Jabez wanted more so that he could give more of who he was. So let me ask you this morning, what do you need to claim or reclaim for God with an expansive faith? With an expansive faith. Simon, one of the guys who's just been coming on for the last, last few weeks here at church, probably a couple of months now, Simon. I met up with him just before we went away and Simon just said, Murray, I, just, I need to be baptised. Jesus was baptised. I want my faith to keep growing. Tell me about baptism. He was talking to Jimmy and Shana and, and they just said, well, we'll catch up with Murray. And so we sat, sat down and we chatted about it. And as soon as I said, well, this is what Jesus did and what he asks us to do, he says, I'm in. If that's what Jesus wants me to do, I'm in. Man, that's an enlarged faith, isn't it? God says, so I will. Now, I know some of you in this place, you're a follower of Jesus, but you've, you've never been baptised as an adult, as a believer. Maybe this is the next step for you to enlarge your territory. I need to get baptised. You're already, God's, God's showing in your heart, it's time. In a couple of weeks' time, we're going to baptise Simon, and it might be time for you to be baptised too, and I want you to come and see me after this service. You go, Murray, that's me. That's me. I know it's time for me. What does it mean for you to enlarge your territory right now? See, God is already enlarging us. In the last 12 months, we've had youth established here at Highfields. And we're seeing 50 kids now come every Friday night with Mitch and the team are ministering and seeing kids. I get a text message every Saturday and Mitch says, it's amazing, Murray. God's continuing to grow. We had more today than last week. We had more today than last week. Mars, we had two people, two teenagers make decisions for Jesus last night. Week after week after week. 
God's enlarging our territories. We're seeing th- we've got 33 small groups in the life of this church. Small groups have almost doubled in numbers. Liz is doing an amazing job with her team of helping you connect into a small group. And if you're not connecting to a small group yet, then maybe this is the next part of you enlarging your territories, gathering together with others and growing in God together, sharing your faith together, encouraging one another together. We've got more coaches of our small groups now. We've got about 10, Liz. Yep, 10 small group coaches now who help our small group leaders, stepping into those roles, praying for them. I can go on and on. We support local chaplaincy. The chaplain here in this school, earlier this year, we were able to support him financially because you guys are being, you're being generous with your finances, with your tithes and offerings. So we can say to Matt, the local chaplain here, and say, Matt, we want to encourage you in what you're doing in the schools. He's not part of our church, but he's advancing the kingdom. And so we'll sow into him. This story after story of God moving and healing, physical, mental, emotional, relational healing. God's continuing to move. In a powerful way. But we know it's God, not us. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. By my spirit, declares the Lord. See, we get to do all this because God is breathing His spirit over the lives of the church and over the lives of individuals. See, Kaz and I, if we think about giving, Kaz and I have got to the point in our lives where we realize for us, tithing is not really giving, it's returning. It changed our mindset on giving, tithing, weekly, giving, giving to God through the local church. When we understood that giving back to God is actually not giving at all. It's just returning to God a small part of what's already His. He provided the way for us to earn an income. He gave us abilities. He created opportunity. So those of you who struggle with this whole idea of tithing, giving back to the local church that we might grow and develop, when you understand who you are and whose you are, you understand what God's done. He's poured out His Spirit and He creates opportunities for us. We return back to Him. No matter what your vocation, no matter what area of influence, no matter what territory, Jabez's prayer might sound like this for you. Oh God, please expand my opportunities. God, please expand my impact. God, use me in such a way that I touch more lives for your glory. God, let me do more for you. What if you reworded Jabez's prayer with an enlarged faith? Your your prayers became enlarged. Let your hand be with me, he says. I love it because he says, sow into my life and then let me at it. He says, no, 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 God, give me every opportunity and then let me know that you are always with me. So when I take that faith step, you're always with me. So when I go there, I know I've got the safety and security of you. I've used this example before, but when, when Brooke and, and Casey, our daughters, were younger, we used to go to a theme park. And I remember going to Wet n' Wild, which is one of the theme parks I like. And um, Casey was only little and she was looking up at this big, long, big water slide and she kind of wanted to go on, but she was a bit scared. And she, she grabbed me by the hand. She said, Dad, will you come with me? I said, of course. She said, just hold my hand. So she took, I took her by the hand and we, we climbed up the stairs. And then when we got on it, I was with her the whole time. And halfway through the slide, she went, we were on this big, um, like, a, um, like a big donut. And halfway through, she lifted her hands up. But I was still with her and she's looking over to me. See, that's our God. Our God says, I'm calling you to a big faith and I know it's going to be nerve-wracking for you and scary for you, but 
as Jabez prayed beautifully, prayed beautifully, your hand would be with me. God, you are with me. Don't ever leave me nor forsake me. Don't let me go off on my own. I want to trust you. I want to go with you. I want you to be with me in everything. And when you are, I can step into the big things. But I don't want to do it on my own. I don't want to do it on my own. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 5 says, There is nothing in us that allows us to claim that we are capable of doing this work. The capacity we have comes from God. When we get this, when we get that, then that verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Becomes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Emphasis on all, emphasis on Jesus. That's what he's calling us to. Not just in August. He's calling you and me to a faith like we've never had before. Knowing that he is with us, asking him to continue to be with us and leading us. Give us vision, God. Give us the dreams. And he finishes by saying, God granted his request. Not because it was a formula, because it was a prayer of faith. of A man who said, I want to be all you've created me to be. He finished with this verse. In your life, in your situation, in your circumstance, whatever it might be, Jesus says this. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. You need something in your world right now. Seek God and watch. Seek God and watch. Seek God and watch what He does. Three questions to close. What would it look like for you to ask God to bless you indeed so you could be a blessing for others? What would it look like for you to seek God to bless you indeed so that you could be a blessing in this month of expansion? when we come to this moment of expansion offering at the end of the month? What would it look like for you to write a prayer card that we're going to start doing next week and have faith to believe in a God and ask God to bless this prayer indeed that it becomes a praise point, a testimony by the end of the month? Start writing your prayers down now so next week you're ready to go and you're writing them on the cards and we can stick them on. And thirdly, what would it look like for you to pray a prayer that you might take faith Step out for God and no longer stay where it's comfortable. Be known as a person, for us to be known as a church, where we live by faith and not by sight. We trust Jesus and when he prompts us, we step out with courageous faith. What are you asking for? What are you believing for? What are you trusting God in in this season? Just encourage you to Jump on this devotion that he's put together. And even as you're reading the devotion and reading the scriptures and, and, and considering that you would re- lean into being, understanding that God is a big God who's got big plans. And he's calling us to be a part of them. As you're praying, start to pray big prayers. As you talk together about what it might look like for you as you, we get to the end of the month and we pledge towards the next 12 months of generosity. What would it look like for you to be seeking God in the midst of that? That God sits in the middle of those conversations. Now, God is faithful. He loves you. He loves you. 
He wants what's best for you and best for the kingdom. Enlarged life. Let's pray. So I wonder what it looks like for you to embrace this expansive, enlarged life that I've talked about this morning. For me, it starts with Jesus being at the centre. You see, we can't have an enlarged life, fully enlarged life, if Jesus isn't at the centre. And so some of us, as we're in this moment of prayer, maybe you've never considered putting Jesus at the centre, that you've allowed God to bring this enlarged life into your, into your world. Or maybe a while ago you asked Jesus into your life, but you're not walking with him. You're not living the enlarged life he's calling you to. I want to give you an opportunity this morning the start of this month of faith to come back to Jesus or maybe to come to him for the first time and what I love about the way that Jesus operates is that he says he's continually calling us he's saying seek first the kingdom he's saying come to me he's saying right now I'm knocking at the door of your heart and I'm waiting for you to invite me in and in this moment of prayer I want to give you that opportunity simply asking him Jabez bless me indeed your prayer this morning might be Jesus come into my life simple prayer like Jabez it'll change everything for you so in this moment of prayer with every head bowed and every eye closed whether you've never asked Jesus into your life or whether you did a while ago but you're not walking with him it's time to come back I would love to pray for you in this quiet moment just a simple prayer for me to know who I'm praying for and for you to make a statement to Jesus if that's you right now would you raise your hand that's awesome. Thank you. I see that hand. It's fantastic. Is there anyone else that says, oh, I want Jesus? I want Jesus. Up the back. Yep. I see that hand. That's awesome. I want Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. People all over this place saying, yep, I see that hand. People, are, people all over this place saying, you know what? I need Jesus. It's fantastic. Anyone else before I pray? Yep, that's fantastic. I see your hand. Beautiful. People all over this place saying, I want Jesus to lead my life. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.highfields on Facebook or Instagram or head to highlandschurch.org.au for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Highfields message podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.